Just 12 months ago, you'd likely have to travel to Nevada to place a sports wager. Now putting a few bucks down on a game in many states is as easy as getting a lottery ticket. But betting hasn't come without controversy. The rocky rollout, however, has not discouraged states from going all in. Fans can now bet on anything from the Los Angeles Lakers winning the 2019 NBA championship to the World Arm Wrestling Championship in Las Vegas. Sports and betting. When parlayed, they go together like lightning and thunder. But for the last 26 years, they went together more like breaking the law and going to jail. Which states are most primed to be the next to legalize sports betting? Will newly introduced federal legislation be taken seriously? And what does the 2019 sports betting playbook look like in general? Hi, I'm Ryan Preet, a reporter with Bloomberg Tax, and together we will explore the past, present, and future of sports betting in the U.S. In our final episode, we'll answer these questions and get a 2019 prediction from a sports franchise owner. So pick your teams and place your bets as Bloomberg Tax handicaps sports betting in America. This is The Over Under. In the last episode of The Over Under, we took you inside Capitol Hill and listened as pro and anti-betting officials made their case to federal lawmakers. We spoke to these experts after the hearing about the now infamous $80,000 sportsbook glitch in New Jersey and got their take on how it was handled. It's now 2019 and a majority of state legislatures have come to session. States aren't holding back on sports betting proposals. As of January 10th, there were more than 30 active proposals in 17 states. Some states, such as Michigan, have five separate active pieces of legislation. But what makes a state stand out against others? Anytime you have really any sort of economic activity in one state, neighboring states say, well, where, where's my share? Where's my, where's, where's, you know, where, where, where's my share of this economic activity or where's my share of this tax revenue? Because the you know, sports gambling doesn't have borders. It's not just confined to one state. Um, and so what you're probably going to see are, are states, you know, you see this, you saw this a lot with casinos. When when certain states legalized casino gambling and you know, people were mad that there were buses of people leaving their state, going to another state, providing them with tax revenue, providing them with economic activity. So certainly you're going to start seeing states saying, well, if my neighboring state is doing this, why am I not doing this? Why am I not bringing this revenue in? And you know, particularly at this point in the nation's, if you want to say, evolution with gambling, I think there's even more pressure. Um, you know, for example, I, I grew up in the state of Maryland, and a few decades ago, there was this big debate over slots and and should we should we legalize you know slot gambling, going you know pumping money in these things? Uh, it went on for years, and it eventually happened. And now Maryland has multiple casinos, not just slot machines. You know, and that's built on top of the fact that Maryland's had a lottery for decades. And so nearly all states at this point have lotteries. Most states now even have casino gambling. We, we've, reached, we've crossed certain lines in our attitudes towards gambling. And so it's hard for me to see the opposition to this. And what I do see are states thinking that they could add money to their budget. And even though we talked about how it's not much money, 
you know, the fact that it is money is one number is great for states. They'll take whatever they can get. They're not going to turn it down. And two, you heard this attitude from a lawmaker in Pennsylvania when they were debating their bill, where he said, you know, I, I just, I, I'm not someone who wants to raise taxes on anyone. So if I'm going to do it, why not pick a small group of people doing doing some doing an activity that not everyone in my states are going to participate in? Sarah Slane seemed to agree with Richard. She told me that if a state has weak or low tax revenue figures, or has an established brick and mortar casino, they could be expected to push legislation. It's worth noting that 44 states have a casino, according to the American Gaming Association. It seemed like every day, a new proposal was being debuted somewhere in the country. When I sat down with Richard again, he said he was not surprised by this, and told me that he could see every state except for Utah at least introducing a bill to legalize sports betting in 2019. It's important to remember that as 2018 came to a close, it seemed as though Congress was punting on this issue. But then on December 18th, as the shot clock expired, Senators Chuck Schumer and Orrin Hatch introduced a 101-page federal sports betting framework. As I skimmed the bill, I realized that there were dozens of proposals inside and thought, okay, well they actually introduced a framework here, but would it go anywhere? After all, Hatch was packing his bags and set to retire in two weeks. Auxier felt uneasy about the bill's prospects. He confessed, there's a big sense of uncertainty here for me. I want to hear from governors and state lawmakers on what they think of this proposal. The federal framework didn't seem to slow down individual efforts. In fact, the day after its launch, the Council of the District of Columbia gave final approval to legalize sports betting. A couple weeks before Schumer and Hatch debuted their bill, I attended a sports betting policy summit on Capitol Hill. During the event, monumental sports owner Ted Leonsis addressed the audience. And Leonsis would know something. He owns the Washington Wizards and the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals. Leonsis was certain more states would legalize sports betting, and I caught up with him as he left Dirksen Senate building. And it'll be, so your question, the, the dozen you or so... You think we take a double next year? Oh, yeah. Definitely? Okay. And Where I could actually and, place a bet. Because right now it's five states, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but again, it's... It's um, so West Virginia, you can do it, mm -hmm. and they're advertising like crazy in yep. Washington D.C., in Virginia, and Maryland mm -hmm. to say, "Come to West Virginia, yeah, stay the night, gamble, go to our sports bar." Yeah, it's just about forty-five minutes from here, right? Right. Yeah, and and, and Maryland can't do it. Mm -hmm. I think it could be upwards of 15, 20 states next year? No, I don't think it'll be that much. Okay. It be, but it'll double, you think? Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, what the opportunity... Leonsis' prediction that in a year's time, the number of states offering sports betting would double is already looking more than likely. Since I talked with him in mid-November, Rhode Island has begun taking bets, and Arkansas has legalized sports betting. Leonsis is one of many sports franchise owners in favor of integrity fees. 
which would give the league a portion of the revenue generated from betting. The NBA, Major League Baseball, and the PGA Tour have pursued the fee. These leagues have previously argued that the cut would help ensure that the integrity of professional sport games is upheld in the era of legal betting. However, none of the states that have legalized sports betting currently have integrity fees. Total amounts wagered among states have been increasing at an astonishing rate. In June of 2018, following the repeal of the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act of 1992, legal betting from Nevada, New Jersey, and Delaware totaled $309 million. In November of 2018, with over half a dozen states taking bets, this monthly number had reached nearly $1 billion. There have been few policy issues as popular as sports betting in the past year. It's gone from an outlawed activity to a legal one. What was once seen as an immoral recreational activity is now a revenue magnet on the minds of virtually every state lawmaker. It appears sports betting will continue to evolve at a rapid rate. As we head into 2019, it'll be crucial to monitor the real money at play and the rise of mobile sports betting. I'm Ryan Preet, a reporter at Bloomberg Tax, and this has been the third and final episode of The Over Under. For more coverage on sports betting and other tax-related issues, please visit news.bloombergtax.com. If you happen to miss the other episodes of The Over Under, please check out Bloomberg Tax's SoundCloud page. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you in the sports book. All right, that's a wrap. <laughs>